we are live now what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the cooler heads podcast where we haven't really thought of a slang yet or a saying or a catchy phrase but we will eventually and when we do we will go back to this show and we will edit it and insert it where i'm talking now so, so unfortunately this one isn't going to be live because you got what do you got going on see all these boxes behind me yeah I see that so i'm currently in the process of moving and uh yeah yeah it's a it's going to be interesting over the next little while and it um it's going to be an interesting work-life balance i'll say that because we're moving into a new house right but the new house originally when we went through the idea of like well let's get a new house uh it's under construction like like we're not a rich fancy type of people that um we were able to uh, go to an architect, build this house. We're just buying a house that they're already building in a neighborhood. No big deal. But wrong with that. through the uh, the labor shortages and supply chain issues, the uh, the finish date has been delayed. But um, my house is already sold. So I have to be out like by the end of this weekend here. And um, new house ain't done yet. So we're putting all of our stuff in storage. And we're going to go move in a hotel room. Me and my whole family are going to live in a hotel room for three weeks. Now, we could have got like an Airbnb. I did look in that, into that. But for, mm-hmm. for three weeks, for like the closest Airbnb that was suitable was a little tiny apartment for $2,000. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can get a, a hotel room for like 400 bucks a week because you get a weekly special. So uh, I'm, like, I'm not sure if that's a hotel or maybe that's like, is that the motels? Uh, it's a hotel. It's quality in. So that's how you know it's... It's good because it has the word quality in the title. It's where the gypsies yeah. and vagabonds stay. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a kitchen in this one. Kitchen. Do you? you oh, yeah. Know, you must have a suite. Uh, yeah. I, th- well, I think all of them are standard like that. Like all of them are king suite. So like last time when my wife and, and kids came up to Oklahoma, you know, all the kids stayed in the bed. There was two beds and then there was a, a fold out, you know, so there was enough room for all five of us because we're a party of five. I was I'm, thinking... I'm, I think I might secretly rent the hotel room next to ours and sneak over there and like stay there for a half a day every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. get like a break. So how many how many is it then of like that are going to be in the hotel then? Uh me, the wife and the daughter. Okay, so three. Yeah. But it's not even a suite. So we have a microwave and a tiny little fridge. So that's like another logistical problem is uh you know I'm very particular about what I eat. I do a lot of food prep. Really? Yeah. So I'm not sure how I'm going to do any of that. You're going to get fat over the next two weeks. <sighs> Fuck. I might as well just give up, start drinking. Just DoorDash. Just fucking yeah. DoorDash. Just do it. Because I'm going to go so broke DoorDashing. Like all the money I saved going from Airbnb to to a hotel room. And my yeah. kids so, so because Well, I mean, think about how many arguments this is going to relinquish, right? You know, if you... Regular do the the DoorDash rather than trying to cook with a hot plate or something like that in a small area with three of you. I, I don't I don't think that's going to end well. No, no. I just I just might not eat. I'll just quit eating. Well, the other two are going to have to eat. Yeah, survival of the fittest. They make those little hot dogs in a can. Oh yeah, yeah. The little wieners. Vienna sausages. Vienna yeah. sausages. I mean, I was looking into like veggie bowls, frozen things, but then I'm like, oh yeah, all I have is a mini fridge. I have to go shopping every single day 
because the fridge, the freezer section is that big. Like a heart. I got nothing. I hurt you guys. No, you should have looked into like a big suite because I actually have a, a regular refrigerator in this room. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really budget conscientious about this whole move because what I have to do, instead of moving directly into my house and saving money, I have to move all my stuff into storage and uh-huh. I have to pay a crew of guys to come help me move all my stuff into storage because I don't have any friends because I'm a jerk, I guess. And they're going to come help me move all my stuff into storage. So I got to pay them. I got to pay for the storage. I got to pay for the truck. I got a giant playhouse that I built that I have to rent a flatbed trailer tomorrow. Yank that up, put it in storage. Like it's all just, just hemorrhaging money for this whole project, man. None of which I budgeted for because I didn't expect things to go this south. Hmm. Expect the worst. You know, that's, that's a good point because I usually do that. Everything I do at work, for example, I always look for, um, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? What could go wrong? And everybody's like, man, Bill, you're just so negative. And I've realized that I'm not negative. I'm a realist. That's it. I'm a realist. I'm, I mean, I am kind of negative, but at the end of the day, I'm more of a realist than just somebody who just bitches for no reason. So you have to, you have to be, you have to move all your shit out by Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Adam, how close are you? You should have been over there helping him mm. tomorrow. That's it's, a good point. It's a painful drive, to say the yeah. least. I mean, if if we are true blue, heart-to-heart, elbow-to-elbow friends, I mean, there would be no amount of traffic that could stop you from getting to my house and helping me. That is true. I did consider helping your mom out, installing that furnace and air for <laughs> yeah, her. That's like but, six hours away. Yeah, but it's taken the guy that's doing it, what, a month to, to do it himself? So... Yeah, yeah, you would have been there uh, about a half a month. Yep. That's not yeah. what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going in the total opposite direction. Yeah, oh. I was going to help your mother out. And I like I was waiting for the punchline and it didn't land. Sorry. I mean, that would be weird having Adam as my stepdad. Yeah. That's You know, if, if I played video games like PlayStation, you know, if I played Fortnite and stuff, that's what I'd, I'd be shit talking the whole night. I'm going to come over there and I'm going to bang your mom. Just watch. Kill mm-hmm. me again. I'm gonna bring a friend and I'm gonna make him sit in the corner and watch me bang your mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Adam, what do you what do you got going on this weekend? I gotta work tomorrow and then Sunday. My son has a football game. My brother-in-law and his kid are coming into town for his high school reunion and he's staying with us, which our house is not that big, so that's fun. And then my father-in-law, my dad, and my stepmom are all coming over on Sunday after the game for barbecue. So it's going to be quite a fest. That that makes my anxiety hurt. Yeah. Well, well, so I guess tonight we were going to talk about work-life balance, which really rings true for both of you because, you know, Adam, you're working tomorrow. And, you know, shit, this is probably – cutting into you know you're having to pack at night because it's it's such a rush to get everything done so i mean mm-hmm. what are you guys doing what are you guys doing luckily yesterday after i did my final walkthrough and got the news from the uh the construction builder guy that the ho- the house wasn't ready my um employer was was pretty understanding he's like yeah you know if you need to take the day off that's fine you know take the day off get your stuff situated you know so he gave me the day off which is cool took a vacation day essentially um, but quick segue over to, um, 
what was the uh, what was the subject for tonight? It was um, setting boundaries. That's what it was. Yeah, setting boundaries. At least for me, that's what I I consider it. Setting boundaries really is it's really what you need to do to create a good work life balance. You have to set right. boundaries with your employer, and that's not always easy. I literally just figured that out like this last couple of years, especially since there's such a labor shortage. I think that's helped me figure out the, the value of a good technician who's not on drugs doesn't do DoorDash on, on the side with the work truck you know isn't drunk at work i'm like yeah dude like i do a pretty good job how about you let me go home at a decent time two days a week that's all i ask so my boundaries were i have a, a young kid and she goes to karate and my deal was with my employer um you know two days a week i need to be home by five o'clock that's all i ask two days a week by five o'clock the rest of the time, if I got to work late, I got to work late. If I get home early the rest of the time, whatever. But two days a week, I don't think that's much to ask. And I explained it as if you don't give me the two days a week, I'm probably going to slowly inch towards a divorce. And that's going to affect my work life. That's going to affect a lot of things. And my life's going to suck. So, yeah, just give me the two. Just let me go home at a decent time two days a week. Yeah. See, I don't have an employer, so it's hard for me to set boundaries like that. I have to kind of do that with my customers. Hmm. And they get resentful, some of them at least, especially the ones that I've always, you know, I've always been like super quick. Bent over backwards for. Exactly. So there's a couple jobs that we have going on right now that they're like, it's got to get done. It's got to get done. But I have, a, you know, my father-in-law recently passed away or my, I'm sorry, my mother-in-law recently passed away. My wife was basically living at their house. I was taking care of the kids, um, you know, doing dinner, taking my son to football, doing all that. That sucked dealing with that. And doesn't she have a broken foot right now? Uh, she just kind of is getting over it. I mean, it's, it's healed, but it's like a year to heal. So she's walking on it, but, she can't walk long, you know? Hmm. So yeah, my life the last year, like dude, ever since COVID has sucked, like the whole, the stress of everything, I kind of went downhill during COVID. I definitely was depressed. I got to the point where I was, you know, drinking and I was just kind of laying in my room, you know, laying in bed. And that sounds fucking great. I would love to just drink and lay in my room. But then it was like big fights, like big fights all the time with my wife. So now, you know, shortly thereafter COVID started, I made a point to, um, and I was drinking a lot, like during overtime shows, like I would drink like a half a bottle of scotch, you know, in the time period we were on the, you know, and, and the short time hanging out after. Um, but yeah, so I quit drinking and then I tried to become more present. We've been going on walks, me and my wife's trying to spend more time together, taking my son to football which that's super annoying. Let's be honest during practices and stuff. They don't do anything half the time. You're just sitting there watching your kid do nothing. And you're like, you know, do this at home, you know, but speaking of like kids and doing those fun activities with the wife and stuff, I'd literally just started doing that too. This year after the whole COVID thing, we were out more in nature doing the, the trails and whatnot. And we try to enjoy our time together. Um, the biggest thing that I, the, the biggest takeaway that I have learned from this whole COVID and the stressful life uh, from work is like all that stress, I still bring it home. And like, if I had a bad day at work, I mean, I don't hide it very well. I can't, I'm not one of these guys where I just like, yo, I take my hat off at the door and I hang it up because that's, you know, that's where work ends and home life begins. And part of that is because when I get home, for one, I'm still thinking about work. 
or two, work is still calling me about dumb shit or sending me emails about dumb shit. And, um, yeah, that's where the boundaries come into place. Like you have to set up these boundaries. At least I do. I had to set boundaries. I don't answer my phone when I'm at home anymore for work. Shoot me a text, which is another thing. Like, why don't people fucking text anymore? What is with everybody calling you? Fucking shoot me a text, bro. Another. That's I called you today. I know you. I pissed you off for sure. Oh man, I almost threw my phone in the fucking river. I don't even live near a river. I left it up to Adam. I wasn't going to call you. I, I tried texting uh, you before. I was like, he'll answer. He'll answer you know, it, it, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but what really makes me the angriest is when I text somebody and then they call me, even though it's like a simple question that you could simply text back. Like, hey, um, do you want this thing that I have that I do not need? Yes or no? Let me call you because this is going to take 15 minutes of nonsensical conversations and then we'll get to the uh, the actual subject in hand. Yes, I do want that thing. <laughs> anyway See, it was it was hard for me to set boundaries because like i've always wanted to help people out always um you know ever since i started this trade you know i had a real bad experience where a guy told me i was going to be a piece of shit and so i was like if i ever get decent at this i'm gonna just help everyone out and so i don't know how many times like i get the death stare you know or you know 10 o'clock at night one o'clock in the morning my phone rings off and i'm i'm answering it and i'm deaf so like i i inherently just talk excessively loud mm -hmm. um you know from years of just being in these mechanical rooms and and being like oh i'm gonna be in there five minutes not only hearing protection and i end up being in there for an hour and a half so now i'm like i'm half deaf so i'm talking really loud so that's messed up you know and just and basically yelling and she's like i'm getting the death stare like you need to put that fucking phone down now or i'm yeah. going to so like work, I, I've, I've always had a good rapport with most places that I've ever worked where I work my ass off for you. I do what I have to do. I go above and beyond. I'm working. I usually average anywhere from 85 to upwards of 120 hours a week, depending on the time of year. And it was oh, just wow. because, but I would call my wife. It, the worst thing was, is like, I would call my wife. Cause like, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm present for the kids. I have three kids and I would, I would call her up and be like, Hey, you know, it's already six o'clock. Do you mind if I work a little bit later? Like I'm already going to be late for, for dinner or everything else. Yeah, go ahead. And then I get to the service call and that's like a half an hour later. Well, what time are you going to be home? Well, the kids are acting messed up and uh, and this and, and that. I just need you home. And I'm like, I asked, you told yeah. me I could work. You told me I could go that make doesn't, money. That doesn't matter. No. <sighs> so like, um, is that like a double standard maybe or what what is that i don't know if that's a double standard you should you should want to come home you know yeah that's it that's what they want to hear is they want you to want to come home yeah yeah but then but then hold on then it's the you know hey your paycheck was only this this week yeah you told me to come home you told me to come home dude 100 100 percent. you're like hey Hey, why can't, why do we have to get the great value mashed potatoes? Why can't we get the good mashed potatoes? I don't know. Maybe because you're mad every time I go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we all wear Velcro shoes and our kids get free lunch because you don't let me work. Come on now. Well, th this is, this is why we started this whole thing, right? Just to, to, cause like, just to compare because no one talks about this shit. And I'm just like, when I start talking about this to someone else, cause like, I usually never get mad. Um, I remember the one time my wife was just angry at me because she wanted me home for something. And I was like, I have a meeting I have to be at, and then I will be home at exactly this time. And you already approved this. I have it down on the calendar. It shows, you know, that, Hey, you know, we, it was all in the family calendar that I was going to work late tonight. 
well, I need you home. And then the double standard hit. And then I just, I fucking lost it. And I just started yelling on the phone. Like you need to make up your mind. It, it, you can't tell me to do one thing that, mm-hmm. Hey, I need you to work more. Cause we need, we got this extra payment of something that came in kid wants to do baseball, whatever. And then start yelling at me that I'm not home. I've literally said like almost the same thing word for word. It's like, we can't have a nice car, nice house. And also maybe home all the time. Like we can't have that. That doesn't work that way. Or the other thing is, and you know, not to um, bash on my wife. I mean, she's never going to watch this, but um, she's very, very patient. She's a very patient woman. But um, where was I going with this story? Um, Say something evil about her. No, I mean, I don't have time enough for all all the evil things. But the double standard of we can't have a nice, nice car, nice house and come home all the time like it, it just i don't know it, it has led to just so many arguments there was well, some other point i was going to make with that story i'll remember it here in a second well and, and anytime like like i would end up getting a promotion or something like we, we always we would upsize you know hey we're going to move into a nicer neighborhood hey we're mm-hmm. going to get a nice car and i'm like you know if we keep doing all this stuff you're just going to have to work the same amount even though i'm getting paid more i'm still going to have to work the same amount of hours cuz we've just upset shit so if we would have stayed in a farmhouse in the middle of bumfuck nowhere we'd have a lot yeah. more yeah. things throwing and money in the bank stacking cash away investing investing oh that's that's what it was so um my wife ever since like covid and like the schools kind of shut down we had to do homeschooling she went down to working part time um, barely even part-time and it was a good choice. Like uh, happy to do it. I'm glad we did that because it helped out with my daughter. Cause, um, you know, she's, you know, my, the, the wife is more present. We're not having babysitters raise our kid, which is really weird. Um, and the homeschooling thing helped out, but there was times where she's like, well, you should, you should just do this. You should do this. Your job is easy. What you do is easy. This is hard. I'm like, we could easily switch. You go work all the time and pay all the bills and I'll stay home and do this. And then I'm like, but wait, you don't have the earning potential. Not saying that like I'm some superior person, but that's just a matter of fact. You yeah. know, so like I have to work. It's see, I always like for the longest time, I would always compare, like, because I would come home and then she would bitch about how bad her day was and you know how crappy everything is on a daily basis that she has to deal with and everything. And I'm like, I was laying in mud while a pipe was dripping out of my head in a crawl space while I'm trying to fix it with a pro-press gun in the dark by myself with a flashlight that died. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you're complaining about your day. And I'm like covered with mud. I'm like, yeah. like. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, it's different. Um, you can't compare. It's not apples to apples, right? But I would do that all the time, and I was always comparing what I was yeah. going through. Same here. Versus her, you know? you can't see you have to be a little bit more empathetic so you have to kind of you know uh my wife and i got into an argument about something she was upset about something that had happened in her past and you know she basically i just i was just talking about this today with my aunt um you know she got upset about something and i'm just like are you kidding like that's the reason why you're upset at your life because of this one thing that happened and i think of all the bullshit that i've had to deal with growing up and I was like, how dare you, you know, and I had that mentality for a second. And I was like, well, I had to put it in perspective because once again, I just stepped back before I got pissed off. I, st- I took a step back and I was like, you know what? If the worst pain in someone's life, like, let's, Bill, let's just say you broke your foot. That's the mm-hmm. worst pain you ever had. Okay. I ended up falling off of a, of a fucking roof, breaking my back, 
And that's the worst pain I ever had. Now, if you tell me, oh, I broke my foot, I'm like, pussy, you know, it was just your foot, but it's relative, right? It's, it's, it's the worst thing that's essentially happened yeah. to you. My and scale is different than your scale. Exactly. So you can't, you can't just say, you know what? I fucking work hard. I got my own company. You know, I make so much more money than you. No, I mean, it's, it's relative, right? So like, you know, there has to be some empathy there. Otherwise you end up getting resentful of the other person. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, envisioning like, you know, I could be home with the kids and I could be spending time, but no, I got to be out here working 400 hours a week. You know what I mean? So like, you have to walk that fine line and just, and kind of like, like I said, I know I repeat this. And that's, that's a hard line to walk. Like, you know, a quick segue back to the, uh, the pandemic life and the depression that followed it for me anyway. Soon after that, I hired a life coach to help me reassess my life goals or some things I still want to accomplish in life that I'm having a hard time achieving. So I hired a life coach to help me kind of break free out of things. And one of the things this life coach has been helping me with is, uh, is pattern recognition. So like a lot of times when I go into these um, rages or I come home and I'm already pissed off and I'm flustered and, and whatever, like it's a pattern. Like you can, I really honestly feel you can choose to feel how you want to feel by either self-talk, um, meditation, however, whatever works for you, you can change how you want to feel. But what happens, especially with me, is I fall into these patterns. I come home, I'm triggered by this, this, or this, and I immediately go into a rage. I punch the fridge. I'm like, oh, this sucks. I hate my life. Everything's horrible. And then I'm back into the same repeating behavior. But once I start recognizing these patterns, like you guys have mentioned, like you take a step back. Like I wasn't able to take a step back all the time. Instead, I would recognize these patterns now and then I would stop. It's my kid. Can you hear my kid screaming in the background? A little bit, not bad. I, I didn't know it's, it's fine. I didn't oh. know if it was I didn't know if it was the if like I'm on the fourth floor of the hotel, so that's why I took off my earphone. I'm like Is what somebody they- else dying? <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead, continue. Sorry. You're muted. You're muted. I know I had to yell at her. Oh, okay. Um so yeah, going back to these uh and see, normally what I would do is I'd throw the mic against the wall, I'd storm in the other room, and I'd toss my kid through the window or something. But now I'm much calmer. I have these windows started I, getting expensive. Yeah, windows started getting expensive. You know, I, I couldn't afford those shatterproof ones, and uh, so now I recognize these patterns, these these behaviors, and I try my best to break them so I don't fall into the same the same grumpy old, you know, poor attitude that I always have. It's it's not just at home either. It's at work, and I know mm-hmm. you still struggle with that because me and you talk about it. So a lot of times me and you are the first ones up in the morning and we're, we're talking back and forth, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I say the same stuff to you. I'm like, yeah, another bullshit day, blah, blah, blah. Like before anything even starts, we're already bitching about our day. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause we, that, know, we know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. But again, part of that too is, is self-talk. There's a, um, there's a thing called priming and I, I don't know how you guys feel about Tony Robbins. Some people think he's a cult cultist or whatever, but it's like, just- is priming like edging? No, no. Is that okay. the one where you wear a belt? No. Around your neck and you're no. You go to uh, the end and then just stop. It's like planking. Yeah. Is this like some sort of sexual thing? Yeah. Okay. That's for the, that's we'll for our other podcast. That, that, that one starts in an hour or so. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's for the the sexy time podcast. Um <laughs> completely derailed my train of thought there. What were we talking about again? Something about work. Priming. Oh yeah, priming. So priming. priming. 
it's it's sort of like a it's just a process of self-talk choose whatever you want to talk about like for me i have certain goals that i want to achieve and the best thing to do is to keep those goals or whatever it is you want to achieve at the front of your mind at all times there's a book called think and grow rich where the entire book is literally all about this where all these people who have attained these high levels of success whether it's through money or things they invented or achieved all their goals a majority of them never lost focus on what they wanted to achieve so priming is like every day you wake up and you you just you, you use imagery words whatever works for you to imagine where you want to be in life what you want to accomplish uh, whether it's like i'm going to be in a beautiful state of mind all day long and when i get home i'm not going to be frustrated with my family i'm going to be good at work it's going to be a great day you know if you constantly it's kind of like faking it till you make it sort of idea i think yeah i mean um i try to do that i definitely try to do that for sure when i walk in the, I, I need to work on it on on the work side and try to be a little bit more positive throughout the day mm -hmm. probably make me happier in life in general but i try to do that at home um but there's times that you know it, it doesn't work out as well as i'd like but you know. i, I I have a question. Do you, do you guys actually have a routine? Like I don't, I, I don't have a routine. I, I get up at four 30 in the morning. I stare at the clock for an hour and a half, hoping I can go back to bed for like another hour. And then I start getting the kids up to bed. Do you guys actually have a routine? Because they, they do say that, you know, I people do. that have a routine or is are extremely more successful. See, I have a routine that I'm still fine tuning. My idea routine is I get up at 4am I brush my teeth, do my little bit of things, make the coffee. And then I, I get to the gym about 4.30, and then I'm done exercising about 5.30, maybe 6. And then what I would like to do is from 6 to 7, I really want to journal a little bit because I think journaling is a it's a great way to exercise your mind, get things off your brain, and reassess your goals for the day. And it follows along the same principles as priming and positive self-talk. And then also spend a little bit of time reading on something, personal growth, HVAC book, whatever it is. That's my ideal routine. Right now, I'm struggling with the last part of actually getting a little bit of time to read before work because I have one job a day and I have to drive nine hours to get there. So I have to leave extra early most of the time. Yeah, I have to be, I have to feel relaxed to read. I tried reading in the morning. It doesn't work out very well. But most of the time, I wake up, you know, I don't know, 5.30 or in the morning, sometimes earlier. The, yesterday, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep. So I was at the shop by 4 o'clock in the morning, unloading the truck and that. Damn. But every every morning, no matter what time it is that I leave, usually around 5.45, 6 o'clock, I leave the house. I go to Starbucks, pick up my super overly priced coffee that's ridiculous, and then uh, go to the shop, go through emails and that, whatever. No exercise for me. I really should. but yeah. You should. Everybody should. That's another thing that'll help your mental game is once you start feeling better physically, your strong mind, strong body sort of thing, like start feeling better physically, your mentality will slowly come into, into play. It'll slowly get better. I think I go for walks, but uh, you know, Joe makes fun of me for walking. He's like, you need to run, dude. I'm like, run. I don't need to run 40 and I'm fat. I can't run. Yeah, you don't need you, walking is fine. Like if you can get into a good stretching routine, start really focusing on what you eat, make sure you're eating healthy and stretch, like stretch, walk a little bit, eat healthy. Like you'd be good. No, I, try, your, I tried. Sorry. Get your body out of pain. Like, especially with stretching, man, like. I had a lot of back problems and stretching has really helped 
to keep me out of pain. And I mean, if I come home and I had a bad day and I'm in pain, it's even worse. Like I'm talking two black eyes for the old lady then. Oh man, I, I just can't get into a, I, I like, I want to get up and, and, and go out and, and work out. And I just, I don't have repetitive stuff bothers me a lot. And I, and I, I don't know, like, I, I, like, I, like, even when I try to do like food plans or whatever to eat better, you know, I'll, I'll make, I'll pre-make all the food and I'll do that for about two or three weeks, unless someone's physically like throwing that at, like you're taking this with you today. Mm -hmm. So I lost before I moved down to Texas, I lost um uh 40 40 pounds i was wow. i was 194 when i left connecticut and i found that 40 pounds in texas in brisket mm, and she surprised me and and like i you know i'm like oh, i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna be better i'm gonna be better now i'm older now you know it's been seven years since i since i moved down here so seven years ago when i lost that weight but i just i i don't i, I have a hard time exercising unless it's something like i used to skateboard a lot when i was a kid um imagine skateboarding now i have well no i have i have two long boards um oh, that, I, that I still that i still I, I surf around it's actually a really good workout but like i just man I, i've been feeling really shitty I'm, I'm getting some medical stuff taken care of right now and and so sometimes i feel nauseous like i was so nauseous and in pain last night i went through eight icy pops just trying to calm my stomach down hmm. it was the only thing that actually felt nice interesting how many calories is that? Oh, I have no idea. Usually, icy I pops are pretty low in calories. 10, I didn't care. 20. I did not care. I just I felt, I felt like shit. I, I have to I have to get a, uh, another upper GI and figure out what's going on. So that's fun. See, I'm telling you, man, you get your diet in order. You're absolutely right, and I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you at all because I know if I eat better, I'll feel better. But I'm a big pile of shit, and and I'm just always busy with. And, and see, like stuff. I tried doing this whole diet and life change thing like on my own and i just struggled for so long get making no gains I, I lost no weight i wasn't feeling better mentally physically and you know i just needed somebody to help me focus like all right this is what we're gonna do this week you know it was, it was like a lot of stuff that i had already tried but not to a certain extent you know and for whatever reason having that extra person there like holding my hand through the process saying hey let's try this all right this didn't work Let's try this. And then let's try this. And then we found something that worked. And I'm like, all right, let's hone in on this. Let's fine tune this. And I mean, it's been great. Like, uh, I think over the years I've lost, uh, well, the heaviest I ever was was 311. And I'm uh, right around 200 right now. So, I mean, it's it's been a game changer. Nice. Back pain. Is it is it the life coach that's helping you through it? Because, I mean... One of the things that, that made it successful when I lost all that weight last time is that my wife and I were, were actually doing that together, which brought us closer because we're like, I can't believe we're eating this. Because the, 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 uh, she tells me for the, for the diet, she's like, hey, man, first week, you know, all the meat we can eat. All right. But what she didn't tell me is after first week, there was no more meat. No more meat. That's that's a fucking hard diet, man. It's crazy. Dude, I, I dropped. A, it was four. I was drop, dropping almost 10 pounds. Um, no. Maybe seven pounds a month because I think we did it for almost about six months. So it wow. took me six months to drop forty pounds. But like it was, like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm begging. I'm like, can I have something other than a carrot and hummus? Can I have a beef stick? <laughs> well, that kind of sounds like that that whole thing that uh, Rick 
HVACR survival was doing, but oh, he had yeah. like cars and I think he had to buy a lot of the food that he was eating and like carry it around. It was that type of deal. Yeah. And see like with his, his was mostly like, um, he would get one meal a day really. And then the rest of the time was like bars and shakes. And I mean, that kind of works, but, and I tried that and I did have some success with it, but it's, it was hard to maintain because you're constantly starving yourself. And yeah, this is kind of off subject of uh, work boundaries and whatnot, but uh, I think it'll benefit some people out there. So with me, what I eventually found out is that this whole time I was trying to eat less and less and less and less and lose weight. And I figured out that for one, I should eat less for a little while, cut back, get my diet in order, and then slowly bring my calories back up to you know 3,000, maybe even 4,000 on my really active days. And then this way I can cut back. Because if you're on a diet, I mean, what are you going to go down to 1500 calories? You start losing some weight. What are you going to go down to 1200 calories? I mean, you can't keep cutting calories. That's impossible. So you have to bring it back up. You have to reverse diet out of it. And essentially you're fixing your metabolism. You're giving your metabolism a time to readjust to this new way of eating. And then you bring it up slowly back up to 3000, 4000 of healthy, you know, even meat. You can eat a lot of meat healthy, non-processed foods, 3,000, 4,000, and then every once in a while, yeah, cut it back to 2,000 for a month. I think a lot of guys out there, you know, running calls, doing service, this and that, they, their diet is like energy drinks and fast food. Yeah, yeah. cigarettes. Nicotine, yeah. Red Bull, and anger. That's about mm-hmm. it, right? Smoking mm-hmm. skanks. And then they go to retire, and they're like 60. I'm like, oh, both my knees have been replaced. My back is killing me. I'm so fat. I got diabetes. I can't walk. I'm like, yeah, good luck with your golden years. You ride off in the sunset on a fucking Amigo. Amigo? Yeah, you know, a little electronic cart. Oh. Amigos. Looks Amigo. almost like a Vespa, but not. No, like those things you see in Walmart. Oh, okay. I didn't know what they were called. The big giant fat people movers. Oh, those ones. Okay. I know what yeah. you're <laughs> Yeah, those ones. And they're like, oh, I'm retired now. And I'm like, yeah, but you're fucking life sucks because you didn't take care of yourself at all so yeah good luck with the next five years I, that you'll be living. I, am, I am honestly considering making a major life change right now like i'm in the process of exploring the possibilities do um, it and then let me know what it is i'll do it with you oh I'm, maybe as long as you're not transitioning into a woman let's see november's already over october september i don't know we could do those no something whatever month coming up no what i don't know eating mm-hmm. not eating fucking garbage no broccoli november no, no we have to eat. No. <laughs> i eat broccoli every day oh uh, we're supposed to grow mustaches in november actually oh yeah november yeah i'm gonna do that so i can be like eric kaiser <laughs> yeah <laughs> that dude that dude's funny so yeah no i'm i am sick i'm at the point of like um I'm past, you know, having a breakdown because I definitely had a breakdown. I was like at the point where I did not want to. I didn't care about losing jobs at work or this or that. I'm just like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm sick of it, dealing with it. I'm sick of the stress, whatever. And I think a lot of that was drinking. And then when I quit drinking and I started going on walks and whatever, um, I started feeling better. So now I care more again, but I'm kind of over it. I'm over the stress and I want to spend more time with my family and all mm-hmm. that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, um, I don't know if owning a company is 
what I want to do. Nope, it's and definitely not. Sell, sell, sell. I, have, I don't know I, if I ever said that before. I might be looking to uh, make a move, you know? Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. But you know, like, one of the things I've been dealing with over the last probably two years is I look at my life as I only have so many days on this earth and I have a daughter and each day that I have on this earth with her that I'm not uh, enthusiastically engaged with her and playing with her and like that's a day that's that's wasted and I go to bed feeling guilty about that almost every day I go to bed feeling guilty because I'm like I look back at my day like man Bill you could have done better you could have had more fun with her I get frustrated very very easily by small people and young children and a lot of times she does things that frustrate me so I'm very short with her and then at the end of the day I'm like man she's not gonna want to spend any time with you because you're a dick all day is it is it stuff that you just find that you're like I'm not doing that because that's just it does it's dumb it doesn't make any sense like the other day um my son asked me to play monopoly I loathe monopoly I, I hate it I don't yep. see the point of it it's me the too. most dumbest game it takes hours like my wife is like come come play with elena and me i'm like no because you guys are going to be playing for three days no we're not three four days later are you guys done yet no no one no one went bankrupt i'm like see that's why i don't like playing it so i i I played kids monopoly with with my son which you play with twenty dollars so i just started buying a whole bunch of shit hoping i just ran out of money but like you got to think about it it's like if that's going to bring him that much joy that's all he wanted from you that's that's what i have to that's you're exactly right that's what i have to learn to do but like, I, and I and I know the feeling sometimes where you're just like, you know what? I've given everything to my job, and I just I don't have any more for you. And it's not that I don't love you, kid. I just daddy's just yeah, taxed. yeah. It's like my battery is drained at the end of the day. Like, like my daughter really wants to play Barbies. I don't know how to play Barbies. I don't want to play Barbies. But Dude, I think I, about it. Like, funny to watch you playing Barbies with with your daughter. oh, it's. Like my Barbie, my Barbie character is like, "Hey, uh, Barbie, I'm home from work. Good to meet you again. Um, Let's take your for dinner, off. you know." And like, it's the most boring Barbie player ever. But you know what I need to realize is, in her world, like that's the biggest thing. That's the most fun thing that she's going to experience the entire day, you know. And that's a memory that she'll carry on for the rest of her life. But instead. She'll look back and be like, oh, yeah, my dad hated doing that. He hated doing this. Um, always yelled at me whenever I tried helping him. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to go visit him in the nursing home. Well, I mean, you could do stuff that makes it fun for you and, like, makes it different for her, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in that instance, I mean, because yeah. I, I have I have two girls, right? So I had to do the Barbies thing. You know what I mean? Let's We, we got some Easter food coloring yet. Let's, let's, let's make that blonde Barbie blue-haired. Let's give her, let's give her a rainbow haircut. Oh, see, just do some have off to have do some off the wall shit that's gonna be like dad do you remember when we were younger and we and we dressed up all the barbies and we colored their hair and we gave them a mohawk you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm not fun mm-hmm. like that 100 percent. no see, I'm, like- I'm, I'm a goofy daddy so like um a lot of times like my my she just turned 11 and she you know the other day because my other daughter's away right now um she said to me she's like dad you're at a 12 and you need to be at a seven Stop annoying me. Hmm. Just try to be fun. Interesting. You know, uh, one. I know what you said earlier about the uh, bill. You know how many days are you have that are fixed on this earth and whatnot. I was reading something recently. I don't know if it's true or not, but they said that 
if you know by the time your kid is 18 you've spent 95 percent of the time that you will ever spend with them in those years so you yeah. only have five percent left to spend with your children after the time that they turn yeah 18. once they move into adulthood yeah. yeah and that's that's another thing that i tell her because one of the one of the problems that i have with my daughter and it's not her fault it's that um I, again, going back to me being easily frustrated by little things that I really have no business even being frustrated about, but again, I'm working on that, is by the time it comes to playtime, there have already been two, three hours of crying and trying to get her to do this, trying to um, you know, get her to do her chores, do her homework, and it's just like, and then three hours later, I'm just, I'm like, I can't do anything more. This is horrible. Do you want to play Barbie's dad? No, no, I want to go put my face down in the train tracks you were satan spawn 20 minutes ago like, i don't want to play with horrible like i mean and, and then she's like the sweetest little kid and like let's go play barbies dad i'm like but then i know like i should i have to because that's but it takes everything i have in me to just go over there and do it but i do it in like my own monotone way i'm like hey barbie how are you it's been a good day like nobody wants to play. Bar- she even tells me, "Like, Dad, you're boring." I'm like, "I know. I I don't know how not to be boring." Oh, my wife's coming. Hurry, let's hide. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to be uh, documented. No, she doesn't want to be on film. She's like Bigfoot. I've seen her though. She does exist. <laughs> So I know originally it was supposed to be work-life balance, but I mean, how, how are you, how do you do it being an owner? Cause I mean, that's, that's something like, I mean, I, I don't think I'm in, I'm incapable of doing such thing because it, I would just tie everything into there all the time. You know what I mean? It sucks. I mean, it, it definitely sucks. Um, that's Wait, one of the reasons you? why I kind of want out. Does she remember me? I, I'm the one who brought her to Tim Hortons. Yeah, she's you're, you're the one that she always says, uh, is that the guy that brought me the donut? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not even close. It's like somebody that doesn't even look like you. Is that the guy that brought me the donut? I'm like, no. He has a completely different face. <laughs> I was like at your house, and it was just me and her. You guys were like walking around looking at the thermal camera, and she's like, you're fatter than my dad. Like, oh. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. You're fatter than my dad. <laughs> I trained her to say that to everybody that comes in the door because it brings them from here down to here and it makes me the alpha male of the house. Yeah, it, it worked, but we were friends yeah. after that. So, oh, yeah, she never forgot that donut. It's strange, little things like that. Yeah. All right, go play. So yeah, it's uh I I think I want out to be honest with you. Like I'm at the point where I always thought like my, I was working for my dad. My dad, I'm like I could do it better. I can make more money. This is going to be easy and it's not easy. And like when you try to scale something, it's hard to do that. Or I I'm struggling with it. I'm not good at it. You know, I'm like manage things. I like things done in a certain particular way and I want to make sure like for the customers we do the best job we possibly can. When somebody doesn't do a good job, it really irritates me. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm not even a business owner. I completely agree with you. I That's why I can't be a business owner. Like I thought about it a dozen times. Like, you know, I could do a commissioning company. We'd make a boatload of money. But then if I start getting too big where I w- it was spread too thin, then I'd have other people working for me. I'm like, 
I don't know if they're going to do it the way that I would do it. Yeah, yeah. You and can't then, control like, the quality your product. On, your, your name's on it, right? So, like, you want it. I'm not saying other people aren't cap- incapable. I'm just more of a control freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had my own business for a, a little while. It was a, an appliance business, and it was a franchise. I spent the money to get a franchise because I'm like, I need that extra boost, or at least I thought I needed the extra boost. You know, a, a well-recognized name. Like, this company was on um, Undercover Boss. So, I'm like, Fucking A, bro. I'm going to get a franchise. It's going to be great. Uh, I love working on appliances. That's how I got into this stuff. And uh, it was horrible. Like, absolutely horrible. Like, doing everything. Chasing down new customers. Chasing down old customers. Finding money. Like, being the accountant. Like, all the different things you had to do. Plus, you know, I like to try to stay on top of um, new technology somewhat. So, I'm like, and I have to also be a good technician on top of all this other stuff. Oh, horrible. I went out of business, luckily. Fucking skyrocketed into bankruptcy. And that's why I work for someone else. I'd rather I'd rather work for someone else and let them worry about the business. Cause like mm-hmm. I I now with the job that I have, because I am in charge of training for a very big company. And and so like there are some days where I'm just like, oh my God, like I I, I gotta get this done and I gotta get this done. And I've I've had to, you know, talk to other people and just be like, prioritize because that's something that I don't do very well. I'm just like, I, I need to do this. And then I need to do this and this, and I'm just, I'm all over the place. And then it seems like I never get anything done. So then I'm stressed and then don't want to deal with my wife. Don't want to deal with my kids. I don't feel good. Cause I feel like a balled up mess. So I just, I, I, I kind of just had to take a step back and, and, you know, just look at one thing at a time and just, you know, kind of prioritize. What's Adam got there? dog uh puppy what's up dog well you're lucky is that the missus yeah bring her on let's see what she has to say about everything that we talked about (laughs) she has no interest crank up the speakers so she can hear us nope not today i know (laughs) i know like chris Chris has uh, done a little bit of a show with his wife, like the uh, the HVAC life with mm-hmm. his wife. And like, as far as I know, that's been the only real view from like the other half, whether it's a, you know, a husband at home or a wife at home or whatever, the other half of an HVAC life. Although what about Rick? Uh, I don't know if that really counts. Cause he doesn't really let his wife talk all the time. <laughs> you could, you get you know to I mean? see exactly what happens behind the scenes over there, you know? Because like, he's push the button. Did you push the button? Why the fuck did you push the button? It's not fucking you fucking bitch. I told you not to push that fucking button. You're just goddamn useless. Like just like your fucking mom. I knew I never should have married you. You act just fucking like your mother. So I'm like, oh Rick, calm down, man. Relax, bro. You know, relax. So it's that's not like a true view into it, but I'd be curious just to see you know a couple of wives on the other side of things talking about it. When we first started talking about doing this podcast, like um, I actually reached out to Nathan Orr and see if his wife and him would actually be interested in coming on because I'm curious. I have questions and, you know, because they have they have five kids and for like two years they lived in an RV and like I would have went to jail, I think. I don't think I I could have lived that long. In, in a trailer, uh, you know, with, with, with five kids and my wife. But like, see, I, I think 
I think a guy like Nathan, though, he can make it fun. Like, he has the ability to take, like, that whole situation and just, like, I'm sure he would come home, be he's, like, all fun and goofy with the kids, just, like, making it fun. He comes home and he's, like, you know, flirting with his wife and he's probably real nice to her. Like, I don't do any of that. I mean, I date nights? Well, no, nah, I don't flirt. No, nah, I don't do none of that. All right. Well, I mean, you're probably right because, I mean, if you could go to school the next day and say, you'll never believe what happened. My dad fought a goat last night. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what is it? It, they put something in the water where uh, Brian and Nathan live. Right. I mean, they have both have a lot of kids and I yeah. think both of them lived in trailers not too long ago. And both of them homeschooled, too, I believe. Maybe that's, that's it. A lot of stress. Like imagine doing this and having 10 kids. Oh, I like, mean, no. 10 kids, man. Maybe that's the key to just have lots of sex. You know? Well, have all the kids do shit around the house. You know, you're doing that, you're doing that, and then there's less stuff that mom and dad have to, you know, have to do. And that, but I can't get my kid to do one thing around the house, let alone 10 kids each doing one thing. So, what I found, do you, how do you present it just out of curiosity? Well, recently we've been doing the whole allowance route. We've tried like the reward system where, you know, you get extra TV time or tablet time or electronics time, whatever it is. If you do all your chores for the week, help put away dishes. And now we've resorted to like, all right, well, you know, you help her around the house, you get allowance, you get chores. And like, I'll show her all these things she likes on Amazon. Be like, hey, you know what? Or Walmart, whatever toy store it is. And I'm like, look at these cool things. You could save up your allowance. If you help out do chores, you get more allowance. You know. No, that's something I struggle with. My Both my, my daughter's rooms look like uh, Baghdad. Hmm. Like just stuff all over the place. Like when when my daughter went away for a little bit, she um, we went to clean her room out. You know, just when she gets back, so everything's all nice for her. And uh, I found so many spoons. I was wondering why we were. Lo- we actually had to buy more silverware because hmm. I don't know where any of the small spoons went. They disappear. Fucking spoon troll took all our spoons. Right. But no, it, it's 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 tough. Like you know, it's it's trying to figure out what you know what's relative like what you can you know try to get them to do so they so they realize you know because like my my middle one is always asking for i need money for road bucks no you don't so Mm -hmm. for her birthday we bought her a lottery card and i was like well if you win under a hundred dollars it's yours and you can use whatever you want you know just to kind of put in perspective because i mean we do the same thing as adults now we like we everyone has a piece of plastic right so that's what you swipe so you kind of forget like really the value Everybody has a debit card or some sort of card at your house? No. Well, uh, no, no. I mean, like in general, in general, we okay. actually, we, we got, so they actually do have a card. Um, there's like a small little bank account they have that when, as they do chores, they get money put on that card so they can use that card for whatever they want. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. See, I was trying, I guess maybe once I can get my kid used to the idea of money, how you earn money, the value of it, the value of the things that are associated with it, then maybe I could do the card thing. So that would be much easier than like, I got to go to the bank, get cash, bring it home, put it in her little allowance box and she can save up, you know, but one of the things I did find that's so far worked out pretty good is her allowance. She's only allowed to spend her allowance one time a month. So there's less of that instant gratification so she can save up longer for like bigger things. Because before, you know, 
she'd like earn two dollars doing chores. Like, let's go, let's go. I gotta, I gotta spend this. Like, and we go to the dollar store, and she's spending on something useless. I'm like, well, that was a waste, you know. So we're trying to teach her a, a little bit of, uh, you know, saving up for things, delaying the gratification. Adam, how many kids do you have? Three. That's fun. All, all girls? No. Two boys and a girl. Um, oldest is going to be 14. And then uh, 12 and 8. The youngest is the girl is 8. So we're at the point where the 14-year-old, the he really doesn't care to hang out with us very much anymore. You know? That um, sucks. Yeah. The middle one's kind of... He has awful. a phone. Yeah, exactly. And a computer and whatever. So, yeah. But that's fun. I don't know. I've been helping my daughter lately with math. And it's it's cool. But it's also frustrating when somebody doesn't get something that you... It's it's hard for me. I have a hard time putting myself back into somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Like, how, do you, how do you rewind to the point where, like, I didn't... I wasn't comfortable with math. Like, I mean, like like basic math yeah how do you how do you remember the time where you didn't know something right like trying to teach somebody hvac stuff like try to remember when you didn't know it i don't i mean it's hard to do that yeah but like i have a similar problem with my kid where we're learning basic arithmetic but as i'm teaching her she argues with me all the time so that's always exciting i'm like oh yeah you're how many years old eight i'm 40 yeah i think i know seven plus seven no need to argue about it. You know, little things like that. But there's also a different way now to do math, right? I mean, that's something yeah, I, I saw that. Dude, I struggle with that. What like is that nonsense? I'm having like they're like, we want we want the answer to this equation in a timeline. I'm like, why can't we just put four plus four equals eight? Why do we gotta make a whole you know 10 second se- yeah. segment and then mark down the number eight and make sure you start like it. it like carrying the one is like I don't even know what they call this whole idea of doing math now, but like there's no like carrying the one because I, I would help her and I would show her this and be like, no, no, we can't do it that way. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, we're gonna get the same answer. It's just my way is much simpler. And then she would explain to me the way that the school's doing it now. And I'm like, well, that's just ask nine. Like, that's like, you know, why are we writing in cursive? Yeah. That whole thing. Some of the do you like some of the word problems like the the you know the word math problems or whatever they're just written terribly like it's you're like what are they i kind of get what they're trying to say but it's it's ridiculous the way they you know laid out the the problem or whatever but i don't know yeah the uh the whole common core math is a joke that's what it is common core yeah i don't do well with that at all yep no no you get me on that subject makes me feel like Karen Compass. That's just dumb. Fucking hate it. It's real stupid. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I don't know how many times I got a, that. I actually had to look shit up on Google because, like, that they would she tell me that's not the way we do it. I'm like, it's it it's it's addition or mm-hmm. a division or whatever the hell it was. And they're like, I'm like, I'm I'm going over the stuff. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. You know what I mean? And she's like, No, that's not the way they do it. Now you have to do it this way because if you don't show your work a certain way, we don't get credit for. It. I'm like, Yep. But that's the dumb way to do it. Like, why? Yep. Well, it's because we're slowly moving into uh, the world of idiocracy. Yep. Pretty soon, we'll start fe- feeding Brondo to our plants, and 
you know, doctors will start mistaking which probes go in which hole. That's you got to taste it to figure out if it's the right hole. Yeah. And they go, oh, wait, no, that's that's the one that goes there in your butt. Yeah. I I just watched that movie, I think, literally two days ago. Love that movie, dude. It's so wow. true. Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> that's where we're heading. Yeah, 100%, dude. 100%. <laughs> you know, like they had a, their president was a former ex professional wrestler. Our we president was a former professional. I mean, he wasn't really a, he's, he's actually in the pro wrestling hall of fame. So, and he did wrestle a little tiny bit, but it was like, there was so many things that like lined up. I'm like, dude, this is a documentary. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. <laughs> Somebody from the future came back in time and made this movie. The the intro to that movie is utterly amazing. It's it's you know where they where they're basically showing the one couple which are waiting to have kids doing the responsible oh, yeah, thing. Yep. And then you see the the line of the one cat that starts cheating on that wife and then there's like 40 kids that end up popping up and then something happens he gets stabbed in the nuts or something and then he gets that fixed and has 40 more kids. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the the sophisticated looking couple like we're putting it off and then I think she said uh, the the wife said her husband died at one point during that intro yeah yeah he, yeah. he died yeah. of uh excessive masturbation or something it was belt. Awesome. no it was the belt it was the belt was it? it was uh, the belt see was something involving it. a belt <laughs> he was edging it on well guys Weird. i think it's about time to uh wrap it up wrap it up i think we beat this subject pretty Did, hard yeah. tonight did we do we even talk no. about it? I mean, I think for we, like, I, like I think maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, we had a hard time staying specifically on task, but I will say everything around what we were talking about coincided with the main subject at hand, which is setting boundaries to improve your quality of life. Set boundaries with your employer, and let me tell you guys, anybody out there listening who's afraid to set boundaries with your employer, look around at the pool of technicians that you work with. At least seventy percent of them are dumb and lazy. And I mean, that's one of the things that sort of helped me set boundaries. I'm like looking around, I'm like, wow, these are a bunch of dumb shits. They're lazy. They're drunk. They don't show up for work half the time. I do all those things. And I'm afraid to go to my boss and say, hey, I need to be home at least two days a week on time at a decent time. You know, hold on. Let me, uh... All right. <laughs> this is me by myself here. What's going on here? <laughs> no, my, my internet is horrible. I'm I'm in the middle of. Well, the panhandle of Oklahoma, so I'm fighting everything just to stay online. <laughs> so I just keep, keep cutting, cutting. Bill, you come back? I had to mute because my wife had to walk by me. You don't want to oh, hear okay. My wife doesn't like she's, being on camera. She's, she's a vampire. Loud. She's loud as she walks. Yeah. You wouldn't see her if she was a vampire. That's a good point. <laughs> well, with that note, let's get out of here because I'm wrong. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye.